Welcome to Just Another Podcast. Hey! I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything, I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my ups too. I've seen all the racy, I've been all the racy. Hello and welcome to episode four of Just Another Podcast. I'm Matt Lieb, joined by my Brown superfan co-host Steve Kribus. We took a week hiatus and appreciate all of our loyal listeners missing us so much. But we're back and ready to dive in into week four NFL and fantasy football action. We are still stoked about our Browns, excuse me, our Buckeyes crushing those zips. And of course, the Browns with their dominant performance, shutting down the Bears and sending them into early hibernation on Justin Fields' first game ever. Steve, it was awesome seeing the game live with you over the weekend. Still flying high after that big win? Oh, it was beautiful. What a beautiful day to be out there tailgating. And then on top of that, to see that domination. Matt, our records have been pretty good seeing Brown games together recently. Seriously, we've been doing real well. Beating the um, the, the Ravens, beating the Bears. We need to go to more games. Ah, I'll say. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. And also... Let's do some GBUs. Let's jump in here. We haven't done that this year, I believe. Uh, uh, what, what you got for your good? Uh, anything about the Browns? Oh, what made you guess something like that? Well, what, my yeah. good is a debate we had actually pregame. So a certain guy named OBJ came back this week, and he really was quite excellent. He, he was out there uh, quite a bit. I saw he was out there for 64% of snaps, but that basically included him sitting out the entirety of the fourth quarter since we were just running the clock out, which was a thing of beauty. Oh yeah. Uh, But OBJ looked great. Nine targets, five receptions, 77 yards, plus a 10 yard run looked really crisp. I mean, some of the routes that he runs is amazing. Looked really good. He he had a 31% target share. So when we were throwing the ball, it was looking really good. And, you know, nothing looked forced. I know early on we always used to say things used to look forced to OBJ. I never felt that way. I I really enjoyed watching the game, and hopefully we can see more of that. Absolutely. I was a bit more cautious on OBJ ever since he's came to Cleveland. I've been a bit unsure. I've always wanted him to just – breakout like he did in New York and it hasn't been there but I'm really hoping with Jarvis out he picks it up picks up the slack dominates and it looks like he had a really good start to to head in that direction on uh, on Sunday so definitely agree with you Steve I'm also going to do the Browns because it was just so good but I'm going to jump to the other side of the ball and talk about the defense I mean total domination wait we played defense in that game is, is are you insinuating then that the Bears had an offense? Uh, well, I got a I got a fun one for you here, Steve, on how bad their offense was. The Denver Broncos, if you remember last season, they had to start a wide receiver at quarterback last year. They ended the game with fifty three more <laughs> offensive yards 
and the same scoring output as the Broncos with a wide receiver at quarterback last year. Oh, no. 22 running backs and two quarterbacks had more rushing yards than the Bears had total offense. To top it off, Miles Garrett set the single-season sack record, and Steve, we spoke about him before the game. You called him out talking about his impact or lack thereof so far this season, and boy, was that an amazing performance by Miles and the whole defense that we hope to build on this week. Yeah, hey, it was great. He shut me up, and he needed to. He really did need to, So, but it was awesome to see. I, I loved every bit of it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right, enough good talk. What's your bad, Steve? Oh, man, my bad is a guy I was pretty high on. It was a guy I tried to target late in a lot of drafts. And, you know, in auction, I even got him spent, you know, a decent amount of money. And I was quite excited. I thought he could be a breakout. Damian Harris for the New England Patriots has been miserable. So he had six carries for 14 yards, two receptions for negative three this week. And even after James White went out, it doesn't look like he's even going to benefit. You know, guy I was pretty high on and pretty excited to see, and he just looks pathetic. Yeah, he's been struggling so far this season. He did have uh, 62 rushing yards in week one and 100 rushing yards in week, excuse me, 100 in week one, 62 in week two. So he's actually been declining in rushing yards, but Steve, maybe with James White out, they'll start to game plan more. Maybe he'll get a little more receptions. Or do you just think it's going to be a wash between J.J. Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, and everyone else in that backfield? Yeah, we'll see. The offense, unfortunately, doesn't look very good, which is going to hurt him. So we'll see. I'm still hopeful, but yeah, it was a bad, bad week for him. In my league, I got to choose between James Robinson, post-ETN injury, Damian Harris and Brandon Ayuk as my keeper. I was so excited. And so far, all three guys look like flops or at least not playing up to their potential. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At least you didn't make a wrong pick. That's true. All right. So my bad is shockingly the Kansas City Chiefs. Many thought they might lose two regular season games all year. And here they are at one and two. Last year, their last six games were all won by a touchdown or less. Many, including myself, I just thought they were that good and they could just win always in those close games, but that's not the case this year. Patty Mahomes, statistic here for you, Steve. This is the first time he's thrown an interception in back-to-back games since week 14 and 15 in 2019. He had thrown 38 straight touchdowns without interception in September in his career so far, and now he's thrown two in back-to-back games. We'll see how they end up but not to start the Super Bowl runner-up thought they'd have to start the season. Yeah, wild. I think they had three new starters on their offensive line, and clearly that's affecting them. So, yeah, wild. Definitely would agree. It's uh, It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. All right, ugly. Let's hear it. I think you got a good one coming. Uh, usually uglies we don't like to hear, we don't like to talk about, but I love this one. The Steelers' offense is ugly this year they Uh, had that's that's a love steve oh yeah they had three wide receivers that were drafted top 24 adp and yet this week Najee harris not only led their wide receivers but led all players all players nfl in receptions (laughs) this week after having three top receivers in week three big ben has 
an abysmal 4.3 average in completed air yards that ranks 31st in the league. Also, I'm not sure if you saw this one, Matt, but the grass just about recorded a sack on Big Ben this week, which is pretty entertaining. And they're, they rank near the bottom, 28th in the league in points per game at 16.7. They are abysmal, and I love it. Uh, it's beautiful sight. Big Ben looks washed up. Deontay Johnson even played because of an injury. Juju got hurt. Claypool got banged up. It is it is ugly in Pittsburgh, and it is perfect time. Right as the Browns are gonna jump ahead, looking good in the division. Yes, sir. So jumping over to my ugly, I, I had the same ugly last year, and we're already into it so far this year. Those running back injuries: J.K. Dobbins, Gus Bus, Moster, James White, all out for the season already. Then we have CMC. Dalvin Cook, your top two picks in the draft this year. Josh Jacobs and every single 49ers running back already missing games. You hate to see it, and you can already tell it's going to be another ugly season for running back injuries. Yeah, it's brutal. It really is. So since we didn't make predictions last week, I'm replacing our review of uh, how well we did or, or how poor we did with a little segment. We're going to look at Running back handcuffs. To cuff or not to cuff, I'm going to call it. We have differing views on handcuffs, and I thought it would be a fun little segment to talk about our different opinions and talk about some of the guys who are handcuffs on teams, how we view them, what we think of handcuffs. So first off, Steve, I just want you to do a quick overview of why you're anti-cuffing. Well, and I guess it's for a couple reasons, and and there's two types of handcuffs that I think we're going to get into as we dive into this, Uh, is you have the type of handcuff, sort of like the Chubb and Hunt type handcuff, where they're a guy you can play both of consistently every week. You have a couple of those around the league. and yep. can we talk about how good Hunt was this weekend? He's the handcuff, and he ended up, I think Zeke might have passed him, but he was one of the best running backs in all of football this week. Yeah, he he was great. He was excellent for fantasy, and boy, he looked awesome out there. I mean, the the guy breaks tackles, and it's amazing. I love watching him run. So, so yeah, but that's an example of a guy that, to me, yes, he's a handcuff, but you can play him in the flex nearly every week and get that type of upside, which is just, you know, it's excellent. But you're really limiting yourself by having both of those guys on your team if you're going to try and play them at the same time. And then you're going to have the opposite side of a handcuff, which is a true, hey, you can only play the guy if he's hurt. And to me, roster spots are very valuable. And I'm. it's not that I'm totally opposed. I think if you can make it work, I'm okay with it. But in general, I think you can find more valuable things to do with a roster spot than hold a handcuff in hopes of an injury. All right. So I guess your feelings then... Because we just saw Wayne spend $45 in my brother's league, $47 on my league, on Chuba Hubbard. I guess you, uh, and, and I, I believe you did place about a $32 bid in my league. So are you, how do you feel about Wayne having CMC and placing bids that big to get the handcuff at this point? Yeah, I, I think he had to do it and I don't mind it. I mean, at that point, once you know, I mean, I, I'm all about, 
being aggressive with your fab once you know you need that spot and you're out there for wins each week you're trying to maneuver for a win so hey all about it and yeah in one way you can look wow he shouldn't have had to bid that if he had the roster spot but you know hey it is what it is and i guess that's why you just you know play play each week trying for that win so the same can be said about dalvin cook this week in alexander madison although Dalvin Cook was ruled out before the weekend, before the game, wasn't hurt during the game like CMC. So a lot of people were able to snag Alexander Madison either as the handcuff for free or other teams were able to grab him and put him into the lineup. Now, Steve, we talked about Alexander Madison because I have Dalvin Cook in a couple leagues. You felt like he was washed last year, wasn't as good anymore, and might not be worth playing with this, uh, with the... Dalvin Cook injury, but he ran for 26 rush attempts, 112 rushing yards, six receptions, and 59 yards. I mean, that is amazing output for a handcuff. Yeah, he he did great this week, certainly. Can't argue. So I am a bigger fan of handcuffs. I believe that having them is very valuable. You don't have to waste your fab. They're ready to go if you need to scoop them up. Uh, excuse me, if your starter's out and you need to plug and play and go. But there's also this last little segment of uh, starting running backs and backups where it gets a little messy. Like a Chase Edmonds and a James Conner. Who exactly is the handcuff in that scenario? I mean, it's got to be James Conner, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's a legit question. Right. So it, there is controversy there. So you don't really know. So are you a fan of a guy like James Conner in your team where he's not a handcuff, but he's not the starter? No, that was a backfield from the beginning of the year that I just preferred to stay away from. So that me, I, I was kind of out on that one from the get go. All right. I want to jump through. I want to look at two more backfields because I know one, the backup you were interested in DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, and you were very high in Jamal Williams preseason. What made this situation different with Detroit versus that situation over there in Arizona? Jamal, you mean you mean RB1 Jamal Williams? Is that the one we're talking about? That is the one we're talking oh, about. Okay, just making sure. So, so at, to me, I'm going to put him in the – I'm going to put Jamal Williams in more so of that Chubb Hunt, Zeke Pollard situation. Can Jam- it's a startable flex every week. You think he's startable every week? Yeah. The coaches over there in Detroit are saying they want to give Swift more action, though. Is he going to continue to remain a viable flex for you? We'll find out. We'll see. I mean, certainly that could change as the season goes. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think in, in a lot of weeks, especially Detroit being a, a team that's most likely going to be down quite a bit and passing the ball, I, uh, yeah, I'll say he's startable. Okay, so in week two, he had 25 rushing yards, three catches for 12 yards, and 5.2 points. Are you okay with that in a flex position to happen every at couple hey, weeks? Hey, no, but that could happen with just about any receiver you're starting in your second flex spot, too. Fair enough. And the final situation I want to look at is the Oakland. Excuse me, I always call them Oakland. I might, ever, might forever call them Oakland. The Las Vegas Raiders. We have Josh Jacobs, who Steve traded to Matt and Jacob. I guess he liked the namesake. And Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake seemed like the clear 
handcuff backup starter. And then all of a sudden, Peyton Barber jumps in, snags the starting position, and runs for over 100 yards this weekend. And this is a perfect example of where I'm at with handcuffs and why I just choose to kind of see the see the situation where it is when you need the running back as opposed to trying to assume we know what's going to happen if somebody goes down with an injury. It's a great point. I wanted to make sure to give you your credit because in a situation like that, your view on handcuff is very successful and it prevented you from having a guy like Kenyon Drake who may never be the starter over there in, in on the Raiders. So prevents you from taking up a roster spot with a guy who's inevitably a backup throughout the whole season. So that's a little talk about handcuffs. Steve and I have different views, but as we see, we align in some of our visions of when you can use them, especially in that Cleveland, Detroit, um, really even Zeke and Pollard. We didn't mention them much, but Pollard's showing himself to be a viable flex too. So it's a, it's a potential boom bust with that second guy, that Hunt, Pollard, and Jamal Williams. But you have that boom bust with wide receivers often as well. So it's a, a good thing to think about, pay attention to, keep in the back of your mind when you're thinking about your star running backs, your top guys, and if you want to handcuff them. So hope you enjoy this little cuffing segment. And as we get into colder weather, remember all you single guys out there, it's cuffing season. So hit, hit, hitch up with your lady and uh, take her through those cold winter months by keeping her warm. And all the guys who are engaged, married, and otherwise, make sure to take care of your ladies as we get in the holiday season so they'll take care of you. With that said, love life advice. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back with some matchup predictions. Stay tuned. Matt, welcome back. Thank you. I know how much you love Matt stats. How about if I turn it into a game for you? There's nothing more than I love than Matt stats in a game. All right. Perfect. Love it. Love it. So here we go. Here's the game. We're going to go through each position group and look at fantasy points scored this year. So I'm going to give you three guys and I want you to rank them how you believe they are in fantasy points scored through week three. Sound good? Yeah. This is going to be good. All right, let's start off with quarterback. Here are your three guys. Dak, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford. How do they rank? Oh, man, this is a good one. You got Matt Stafford on a new team over there in the Rams. He's having a really good season. Uh, I'm going to say that he's number one. I know Dak is doing well, but he had a poor week last week. He did pretty miserable. I got him on one of my teams. I'm going to say he's number three. And I know Derek Carr is actually having a surprising season. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was number one. But I'm going to slot him in right in the middle, right below Matt Stafford at number two. So, All right. Well, well done on the first one. You nailed it. So Matt Stafford is at QB4. Uh, you are correct uh, in the order. Derek Carr is number two in QB7. And Dak is at QB14. So the interesting thing, you're right. He Dak did have a poor week too. Uh, I don't think that'll be normal. That was a no touchdown game for Dak, so shouldn't be normal. But the interesting part of Derek Carr is he's been so consistent this year. He's actually the only quarterback in the league I 
Well, no, I, I don't believe that necessarily. Uh, he's the only quarterback that I think's not in the top five that's had a QB one performance all three games this year. That's impressive. He's been consistent. Can he keep it up? Yeah. I, hey, I'm not sure, but that team's been playing much better than I thought, certainly. Agreed. Me too. All right. Well done on that one. Moving over to wide receiver. I'm going to give you four this time. Oh, boy. Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, and our boy DJ Moore. Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore. Who's the third? The, the other one? Mike Williams. Mike what? Oh man, Mike Williams is crushing it this year. He's doing so well. Of course, I decided to take him in no leagues because why would I? He's too much of a boom bust player, but he has been on fire this year. So I think he's got to be number one. Uh, now is where it gets tough. Hopkins has has done all right, but there's a lot of mouse to feed. AJ Green, I know, I think he got 100 yards this past week. Rondell Moore the week before, I think he had a uh, 100 yards and a touchdown. Had a really nice week. And uh, Christian Kirk has been a name I keep seeing popping up as a, a a big name. Talking about picking him up, and it's just a crowded backfield out there. So. I'm going to take a, a stab at that and say Hopkins surprisingly is in last. Now, Cooks, when Steve went to bed last week, Cooks had about five points when he was facing Christine, wakes up to him having 20. He is having a nice season over there in Houston. For some reason, he's stuck in Houston after being on Bill Belichick's Patriots and uh, the, the Rams with uh, McVay and I don't, I don't know what it is about him, but I'm going to say he's number two. I think it's uh, surprising. But also, our boy DJ Moore is having a, a really nice start to the season. Looking really good. Looking healthy. He also, I think, had about 20 points last week. So he could be number two. But I'm going to go Mike Williams, Cooks, DJ Moore, Hopkins. Oh, Matt, you are on fire over here. Well Woo! done. You nailed that as well. So here's some interesting stats. Yeah, Hopkins, I don't think this will continue, and here's why. Uh, he did have a complete dud in week three. So if you had him, you were very frustrated last week. But I don't think this will continue. He had a an extremely high snap percentage. He had 91% snap percentage uh, that he was out there for. But uh, oddly, which this is very odd for a guy like Hopkins, he had just 10% target share last week. I, I just don't see, even with all those weapons you name, I don't see that continuing. But, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that in comparison to a guy like Brandon Cooks, who's been a complete target hog, he's had 22%, 50%, and 44% on target shares in his team. Five and nine and nine receptions each week so far. So he's been excellent. So, and touchdown Mike Williams, I mean, touchdowns has been where it's been at for him. He's got four touchdowns on the year, all of which have come in the red zone and his lowest finish was week one at wide receiver 16, where he had 22 points as his lowest finish crushing it. But wow. The question is, is will he see some touchdown re regression coming here shortly? Because I'm not sure he can continue at that pace. I definitely DJ, think so. Yeah. DJ Moore, uh, we're seeing 
last year in in 2019 and 2020 he saw 24 and 25 percent target share this year we're seeing so far a 31 percent target share and it's certainly paying off we're seeing more receptions from him and with just one touchdown i still think there's more touchdown upside to come for dj or this could be the special season that i know you and i were hoping for you love to see it so far, and especially with the CMC injury out for a couple of weeks, it gives him a lot more opportunity to get those short passes that CMC would have gotten and continue to grow the stats and continue doing well. Yes, sir. All right, let's go. Let's see if you can go three for three. We'll finish up with running back. No pressure. So here are your names. Alvin Kamara, Cordell Patterson, and Zeke Elliott. <laughs> I mean, Cordell Patterson. I... It's unbelievable that he is fantasy relevant again. I saw a joke from a, a guy on Twitter, a fantasy guy, who's like, oh, yeah, we, we kept we said his name seven years ago. He was bound to pay off eventually. So I, I think Patterson is the, the uh, crazy one here, the shocking one. I know Zeke just had a really nice Monday night football. Rose wasn't very happy with the uh, – beatdown unfortunately of the Cowboys versus the Eagles but um so I know he's having a good season and Kamara shockingly is doing pretty terrible down there in New Orleans he hasn't done a whole lot so far can't remember how he did week one but I know Jameis had five passing touchdowns so I think Kamara has to be in third between Patterson and Zeke I'm gonna I think Zeke might be ahead of him but I I think you, you you try to try to trick me here, and Cordero Patterson is number one out of three. So Patterson, Zeke, Kamara. Okay, so you did hit it, although I was a little surprised as well because I, I thought so, so. You hit it. Cordell Patterson is RB six. Zeke Elliott is RB nine, but. You surprised me because I thought a little bit of the same thing that you did, which Kamara has been doing terrible, which I actually found out throughout this process that he actually really isn't. He's RB12 on the year, so he's still an oh, wow. he's still an RB1, not doing so terrible. He's seeing a uh if I go back and look, he's still seeing a 23% target percent uh for his team, which as a running back that's still really high. So I I think we're gonna expect to see more good games out of Kamara. I think it's we're seeing just a little bit of an anomaly with a really poor week two. Uh but twenty three percent targets still pretty huge. So you know and and I would have thought now Cordell Patterson sort of is just strange. I mean I, I look at the points and yes I see the pan- fantasy points are there, but the other metrics just don't seem to align. You know, you you think of him as more like pass catching back and yeah, he has been doing it. He's been catching, but he's also doing it with just a 13% target share, which is just Wow. A little bit strange. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure if he could keep it up because the other metrics don't seem to align, but you're right. The fantasy points are coming for Cordell Patterson. And in our league, he's got some return yards, so that's going to help him. The only downside is that his owner, John Roberts, has him, and we know how John Roberts does with running back health. So Cordell better stay in bubble wrap, maybe even during the game, but he does have wide receiver eligibility, so maybe that little caveat there will help uh, – prevent another running back injury for John in fantasy. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, is that it? That's it. Well I done. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I, I uh, crushed it. I'm pretty excited. Uh, 
Great game, Steve. Really enjoyed it. So let's jump over, though. Next segment, everyone's favorite. I know they missed it last week. Prediction time. We got a good one to start us off, Steve. You versus our aforementioned John. Love this matchup. What do you think? Yeah, it's a really good matchup. I, obviously, I, I think um, uh, I, I'm going to go with myself here. And the reason, I mean, I mean, one of the main reasons I see it is I, I really like where I'm at with wide receiver. I have some a really solid core four wide receivers that I'm able to start that I feel really good about. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say me. Steve picking himself. You'll love to see it. He's off to a good start this season. And you have a really nice matchup, four versus five with uh, John and Steve here. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say that uh, our offensive guardians, John Roberts, pulls off the victory. I mean, I love his Adams and Jefferson combo. Kamara, as you just said, is doing surprisingly well. And he's got running back six on the season, Cordero Patterson. So I'm excited to see this matchup, but I'm going to go ahead and take John here. Yep. All right. All right, next one. We have Wayne versus Christine. What do you think, Matt? Wayne versus Christine's another good one. Wayne's off to a hot start. He had a lot of close victories. I believe he went 6-0 and last week, so congrats to Wayne. Uh, Christine got beat by her own husband last week, so uh, she's, she's reeling off that one. But uh, I like her odds this week. I think, uh, I think Damian Harris, I know we just spoke about him, I think he gets a nice... Bounce back this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has been great, but they're facing Miami. They're, they got a lot of trouble there. And Patty Mahomes versus Philadelphia, I think he has a big bounce back game, and uh, they have a strong win this week. I mean, go Birds. Uh, so I think that uh, Christine takes the win this week. Yeah, I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to pick Wayne this week. I think the the Dak Prescott in the Carolina game has a chance for just another really big game. And I'm going to say that George Kittle's starting to turn his season around so you can see a big, big Kittle week for Wayne. So my prediction is Wayne. Yeah, Wayne and I just did a trade last week, gave him Kittle. Um, who else did I give him? Emmanuel Sanders, who crushed it, and Tony Pollard. So gave him some some nice pieces there. I got uh, who did I get back in that trade, Steve? I have no idea, Matt. I cannot recall. There have been a lot of trades, so hard to keep up with. Yeah, I got DeAndre Swift. We just spoke about OBJ, and I also got Higby. So a nice trade there, and uh, see if uh, Kittle can help Wayne this week. We'll be talking about another one of my trades in just a minute here, but before we do. Let's jump over to Brandon versus Struble. Who are you liking here, Steve? We got a nice matchup. Brandon versus Struble. Yeah, so this is a really good matchup. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Struble in this one. So he's interesting start with Joe Burrow against Jacksonville. So I think that's pretty smart time there. He's and he's got Terry McLaurin in just an absolute sexy matchup against Atlanta. So those two things, I'm gonna say, you know, along with the Kelsey, I'm gonna go ahead and say Struble takes this one down. So you're right. It is an interesting matchup. Struble's out here three and zero, so a really good start to a season after he's down the dumps with us last year. But he's and uh, Brandon's one and two, but there's only ten points difference between them for the season so far. 
So really close. So on paper, it's actually a, a closer matchup than it might seem from their records. Now, I'm actually going to pick yet another one different than you. This is our third one so far. I'm going to go with Brandon here. I think he's got a really good chance to pull off the W. He needs a big win this week. Gibson and Gaskin are two running backs who's had their struggles, but I think they both have a strong week. And you got Stafford over there playing Arizona. Could be a beautiful game shootout there. And he's got Hopkins on the other side of the ball. So if that becomes a shootout, could help him at quarterback and wide receiver. Yes, sir. All right. Our next matchup is Jen versus John Valentic. Uh, you know, certainly another interesting one. The, these are two pretty good teams. What do you think here? Yeah, so Jen and Valentic. Uh, Valentic's the leader so far, 3-0, and number one so far in the league. Jen's over here, 1-2. and uh, Not quite the same start she had last year. I think she started like 7-0. and Is that right? Yeah, Something I think like that's that. about right, yeah. Uh, both these teams have suspect RB2s after their uh, first running back. It gets a little questionable, especially since uh, Valentek just lost CMC and doesn't have uh, the the handcuff there. So their backup running backs, or excuse me, RB2s are Trey Sermon and Sony Michelle. I don't love either side of that, but Jen's got Tom Brady, and then I think he's got another real strong week first, New England. I think he's going to go in there and just dominate. And her wide receiver duo of Hill and Godwin is really nice, too. Could be big with Brady and Godwin combo. So I'm going to say that uh, Jen pulls off the upset here. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to go opposite of you again. I'm going to say John Valentic wins this one. He's got that deadly core of C.D. Lamb and Calvin Ridley. And, you know, an interesting piece for him is now that Jacoby Brissett is in down for the Dolphins, Mike Gusecki seems to be emergent out of nowhere because he's the dump off machine. So, hey, uh, good for John, though, in in that position. But that's what I'm going to say. All right. We have four different guesses so far. So it's a really polarizing week for us. A lot of good matchups. The next one, we got Harding and Jacob versus Roby. Let's see see if we can agree here, if we differ. I just made a trade with Harding and Jacob. This afternoon, gave them uh, my boy, my heart and soul. Had this guy for years, my keeper, Austin Eckler. Love the guy. Unfortunately, had to let him go. Traded him and Gronk. I I got back DK. Uh, DK is going to kill it as my running back one, DK Metcalf. And um, needed some, running, some uh, wide receiver help. And I also got... Waller the baller. Love him. So really nice trade. Really excited to uh, get a trade. I hope it ends up a little better than for them than it did with your trade, Steve. But I also hope it uh, works out just a little better for me. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, take Roby here. John and uh, – excuse me, Matt and Jacob have some injuries. And I like Roby's Justin Herbert. Tyler Lockett's on fire. He's, he could have another big week. Had a little down week last week, but um, his running backs are actually looking pretty good too after last week. CEH and Barkley. So if they can keep building on that momentum they had last week, it could be a nice running back duo for him too. So I'm taking Roby here. Yeah, I, I do like the trade a lot uh, for, for them, especially getting Eckler. It was much needed for them. And if Jacobs comes back, 
Uh, I think it could be a very good thing for them. So uh, they're they're improving, but I'm not ready to to lean into them and say they're going to take a win yet. So I'll go with you there and say Roby wins that. All right, we'll see how it goes. They could really use a win, but uh, might be tough sledding for them this week. We'll have to see. So that brings us to... Steve, who we got? All right, our matchup of the week is a sibling rivalry. So, um, Matt, we're going to go you versus Allie. Who do you have this for this one? All right, so been high on my team this year. Been pretty high on Allie's team. So far, haven't panned out as well as we wanted to. We're both sitting here um, towards the bottom. I'm 1-2, and two, Allie's 0-3, so... Both of us could really use a big win this week. Now, we do have 14 regular season weeks this year, one extra. So there is an opportunity with eight teams making the playoffs that even if you have a bad start, you can still rally, make the playoffs. But regardless, this is a big win. I really like this trade, the past two trades that I just spoke about and what they've done to help my team round it out. I still have Cook, who I'm hoping is back this week, Carson and Swift as my, my running backs. But now I have... Kyler to go with Waller the baller, and I actually have some wide receivers with the Judy injury and Robbie Anderson's slow start. I got DK Metcalf and Odell. Love the combo. Got to take myself. Sorry, Allie, but I think I get a big win this week and go to 500. Yeah, Allie is, you know, she's got some pieces here that I think she announced today. Her team's got a complete fire sale. I think that's pretty interesting because she's got some pieces here that maybe just don't seem to fit in Osborne and Waddle. So yeah, I'm going to say, unfortunately for Allie that you do take her down uh, this week. So I'm going to go you as well. Yeah. Unfortunately she had AJ Brown, who I love and he's banged up still week to week. He's got some injuries. So she's got some guys who, uh, Kyle Pitts as well, starting off slow. So some of those big picks that I really like preseason aren't panning out so far. So it's a rough sledding for her, but we'll see how it goes. Good luck to everyone. Hope you liked our picks. Back and better than ever for this week. Good luck and uh, stay tuned for DraftKings, all you degenerates. All right, all you degenerates, thank you for sticking around. We always appreciate it. Uh, hey, Matt, we're doing pretty well this year so far. I'd say real well. Yeah, 3-0, and oh, I'll take it. Go us. All right, what do you say we keep it rolling? There's nothing I love more than being a degenerate who wins money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, we always started off with the stack, so why don't you tell everybody what stack we started off with? Absolutely. We love our stacks. Our first stack is going to be a guy who's uh, looking pretty good so far this season. He's a reasonable, really reasonable $6,000. He's ripped away from the jaws of Adam Gase. Well, I guess everyone has, but this guy in particular, Sam Darnold. Last week, he had two rushing touchdowns, which could be really nice. He has that rushing ability to, to rush the ball in, especially without CMC. And who better to stack him with than the boy, the, the guy we just talked about on the pod, our boy DJ Moore. DJ 6600. So 
a really reasonable stack for the price and a lot of potential here versus Dallas, who is looking better, but still definitely the potential for a shootout and a lot of points from these two. Yeah. All right. I love it. Love me some DJ Moore. I will take us on to our running back. So here it was interesting. I think we were able to find some interesting value. So David Montgomery obviously had the really bad game along with everybody else in that offense on, uh, on this weekend against the Browns, but I'm not sure that'll continue. They, they have a bounce back opportunity against Detroit. So I think we have a good opportunity and, and at $5,800, he just made a ton of sense for us. Um, and then along with the guy, we talked about it. He's RB2 on the year in a full point PPR. He's he's looking like he's going to get himself a whole lot of targets and just more involved in the game. So that's great. We went with DJ, or uh, I'm sorry, Swift, DeAndre Swift in the same game. So two running backs in the same game, but that kind of feels like the way that game's going to go. Interesting strategy, and I, and I agree. A guy like... Um... Swift, especially, is someone who is uh, – I just traded from with Wayne. I, I think he's a, a matchup-proof type player who's a guy who's going to get a lot of rushing yards, but even if they fall behind, he's not a guy that's going to disappear. He's got a lot of reception possibilities. So I like that. A lot of a lot of value there too. 5800 for Montgomery, $6,200 for Swift. So we're going to keep that up as we jump over to wide receivers though. I mean, our boy DJ Moore and our boy Odell Beckham is our second pick here. Like Steve talked about, had a really nice week last week. Had nine targets, five receptions, so could could see a little more there. But 77 receiving yards and a rush for 10 yards. So you throw a touchdown on there with similar stats this week, it could be an awesome value. And then we're going to jump over to uh, Cortland Sutton. A lot of unsurety of him before the season, but he's looked really good so far. And having KJ Hamler go down, Jerry Judy we know is injured. For $5,700, Teddy Bridgewater is getting some nice passing going on there and uh, some more value that we couldn't pass up on for a wide receiver one in Denver versus Baltimore. So a tough defense, but we think he can do pretty well this week. And then as we jump over to tight end, Steve, what's this BUF next to a, a, a tight end that we're picking? Yeah, so it's a hey, one of the strategies we tend to like in DraftKings is to kind of punt the tight end position. Go real low, but hey, Dawson Knox, he's getting opportunities uh, out, out there. So yeah, we'll see what happens over in Buffalo, but at 3600 bucks, again, not a bad strategy for us. Beautiful. I like that, Steve. We got tons of value, so it leaves us a lot of money for a flex here. Uh, do we spin up on flex or do we just go for the best defense? Yeah, no, certainly we spent up on flex. We we spent $8,100 on Travis Kelsey against the Eagles. It should be a smash game, and we certainly are going to need it to be a smash game. So hoping for Travis Kelsey to come up big for us. He is looking awesome at tight end so far this year, and he's looking good as just a wide receiver, crushing it so far. And he's had at least 100 yards or a touchdown in every single week so far. So he is a slam dunk. Looks to have another great week this week against Philly. To wrap it up, Steve, big defensive pick. Who do we got? Yeah, so the Lions, uh, you know, I'm not sure they're going to be all that great. I certainly see this as being a bounce back week, but it is against Chicago. It is still fields, you know, 
and they obviously showed their their offensive line there is less than to be desired. So yeah, I'm, we're going to go with the very cheap Detroit Lions de- defense. All right, Steve, got a quick question for you for our listeners too. Uh, we're playing the Lions defense, and then we picked David Montgomery as our running back. Do you think we're, we're sh- kind of shooting ourselves in the foot by having a defense and a running back opposing each other? Nah, because I guess I look at it like we have some sack and interception opportunity, so I don't mind it from a running back perspective. Okay, absolutely agree. There's still a lot of potential. Could have a lot, some good defensive plays in this game, and the Lions and only $2,200 is some great value. So that wraps up our DraftKings lineup this week. I think that the subject of this week, the, the overlying theme is value in our lineup, Steve. Yes, sir. Love it. All right. We have some great football coming up this week on top of some amazing matchups. Steve, I really like the matchups this week. We picked four different matchups, and I think they could go either way, really. Some of the best matchups we've seen so far this season in the league. We got Steve and John, besties facing each other. Wayne and Christine, you know, they're they're, they're besties too. Uh, You got... Some really nice matchups. And on top of it all, me versus Allie, sibling rivalry, really great matchup. One of us needs a W. On top of all that, you got the Buckeyes going to Rutgers. I'm going to be up in Philly. I may try to swing up to that game for a a quick Saturday at 3.30 game. And to top it all off, Kevin Stefanski is going to face his old team in Minnesota. It should be a beautiful game. Kirk Cousins looking pretty good, but... I think we look good, Steve. What do you think? Got a prediction for us? Matt, will he see any friends up there? Steve, he will not be seeing friends. He told us today it is a business trip. No friends allowed. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I I love it. You know, this is going to be, I think, one of the tougher games for us. So I, I don't, I think going on the road and, uh, you know, coming off a little bit of a, you know, Hey, we're going to be coming off a high on this one, which makes a lot of sense, but I think we're going to have a frustrated Vikings team. Who's coming off one and two and looking to get back in the game, but they've also been playing, you know, they're probably one of the better one and two teams out there. So, uh, I, I don't think this is going to be an easy matchup for us at all. I think it will be a back and forth game. But I'm going to say uh, we pull it off in a close one, 28-25 Browns. 28-25. Let's go Brownies. Beautiful. I think, what am I thinking here? I, I think you have a pretty good guess, but I'm going to say 31-27 Browns. I think it's a close game as well, maybe a little higher scoring. Getting some offense out there with Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, and obviously the Browns offense has some some power as well with the Chubb-Hunt duo and Baker slicing and dicing. I see two touchdowns from Baker, too. He's only got two so far, so I want to see a couple more touchdown throws on the board for him. It would be nice. Yep, I think we're going to need it. Love it. All right, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed us. We're back this week, week four of the NFL and fantasy season. Good luck, everyone. Keep sending your tweets, your your requests, your 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 text messages. We love to hear feedback. Love to hear from you guys. And hey, we haven't had a guest in a couple weeks, so let's get another one on here next week, Steve.
Yeah, I would love that. Come on, let us know. All right, thanks, everyone. Good luck. Go Browns, uh, go Buckeyes. Go Browns, go Bucks. Hey! I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything, I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my off too. I've seen all there is 